welcome to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. You guys are all so adorable and so cool that you showed up today to listen to this topic, which is a topic which is like you guys are being voyeurs into a conversation between friends. And this is always funny to me when, when I have my friends on and we're like, we're just going to have a conversation in front of you guys about things we talk about anyway. And now you guys get to be voyeurs and be part of our world. So welcome. Um, when you are really part of our world, though, the conversations are usually topless. But because we're on Facebook Live, we're not going to do that today. So because that's how real friends have conversations, people. So for those of you who are wondering who this wonderful, sexy woman is with me, this is Christine McIver. She is the CEO of Inspired Choices Network. She's also the host of her own show, Inspired Choices. Um, she's also my friend, which gives her more qualifications than anything, because that doesn't happen so often. <laughs> it's true. It's sacred. And, She's an excellent business coach. It's one of her things that she just loves to do and offer in the world is business coaching, coaching on many levels, but her real niche is business coaching. And so tonight we're gonna actually be merging our topics um, as Christine has a background in HR. And I always find conversations when I'm coaching people, I like to look at their life and like their expertise and how they can use their own expertise in their life in relation to relationships. So when I'm working, say, for example, with farmers and or things to do, um, you know, if I'm talking to a farmer about a relationship, I'm like, okay, well, let's just talk about this, how you maybe relate to um, your crops or your cows and like, how do you deal with this situation? And 99% of the time, people have information and they have expertise and they have knowledge. So I encourage you too, to also look at like, what is your field of expertise? And maybe some of this conversation, you'll be able to compare it to your field of expertise. But today specifically, we're gonna talk about relationships and how I know how we can treat them like careers and what is it like if we do treat them like careers. So Christine McIver, welcome to the Pleasure Zone for the 7,000th time. We've had a lot of conversation. Thank you, Melinda. And, um, it's and I'm always so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much. So, darling, when I said, hey, let's have this conversation about how relationships are like careers, you were on it like vanilla on cake. And I was like, damn, let's do this. Like, you're so excited. So your enthusiasm just had me excited. And so these ideas have been popping into my mind today because it's not like it's not like I sat down and wrote this and it's not like I Google searched this today either. I just thought I love these spontaneous conversations to see what arise. And my first thought is like, how are relationships when you're first not maybe not in one, but how is even dating? How can dating be like akin to looking for a career or like a job placement? Like from from an HR perspective, when people are looking for careers, what are some things that they should know before approaching a potential employer. Wow, my brain is going all over the place. So help cool. me to unpack Simplify it. that? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. Let's simplify. So, so the first thing that, that started to kind of come in was like, okay, when we're looking at careers in, in relation to relationships, right? So oftentimes people have a different um, focus 
their focus in careers most of the time is about an end result and the end result is often money right you know it's 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 those hierarchy of needs like making sure that we can feed ourselves and clothe ourselves and and have a roof over our heads that's where most people come at from careers and as we all know, and you talk about it all the time, we all we talk about it all the time. It's like you got you need to follow your joy, follow your joy, follow your joy, right? Like you, what lights you up? That's what where you really need to be paying attention. And we know that many people begin their careers from the perspective of, you know, getting first of all, let's get hired. Let's get hired. How can I get hired? Like, what's the industry that's popping that I can get hired in, right? And then we shove ourselves into that industry to find ourselves, you know, one year, 10 years, a lifetime later of like, I'm miserable. I hate this job. I don't know why I ever did this job. I wasted so much time, so much money, blah, 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 blah. We can go on and on, right? And so most of us shove ourselves into into a career and we're not actually following our joy. Now, in relationships, a lot of us did the same thing. You know, we talk about there's a new, um, I'm sure you've heard this, Melita. There's a new saying, it's like my starter, my starter marriage, right? We, so we had a starter marriage. We had the, yeah. right? We had that starter marriage. Maybe, maybe our internal clock was screaming. We wanted to have a baby. Maybe we wanted to shut our parents up from bugging us to get married. Maybe we wanted to be part of the fold where, you know, everybody's getting married and I don't want to be left behind and da, 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 da. And, you know, my, my relationship chapter that I wrote in that book, you know, old maid be damned. No way. I don't want to be an old maid. So what was the reason for that first marriage? Many of us do not approach our first marriage, at least people that are in our age brackets, did not approach their first marriage from the space of where we really want people to to pay attention and focus, right? So most of us are trying to hit a target. Career, we're trying to hit a target. Yeah. Marriage, relationships, we're trying to hit a target, right? We know today that when you are following your joy, whether it's in career or it's in a relationship, the probability of you actually being happy and successful multiplies exponentially, right? So truthfully, if, if, if you've had a, a relationship once, if you've had one relationship and you're trying to figure it out, the very first place is to go within you and find out what, what brings you joy. What would bring you joy? What is important to you that will get you to jump out of bed every day and be excited and answer that text or answer that phone call or, you know, make that person food in bed or buy them something funny or mm -hmm. what is it that would actually drive your motivation? You know, what, what is that intrinsic thing that will light you up? And from a career perspective and a relationship perspective, to me, the, that, the, the way that we approach it is the same thing. Absolutely. I think when I first started out after university looking for a career, I had no idea what my career was going to be. So I was a nanny for a few years and it was one of the most fun, fun careers I had. And it, it just fell on my lap. It was really cool. And actually for most of my life, I've been a boss 
every actually uh, I've always been offered jobs and I've always been offered relationships. It's, it's the way that my life has worked. It's really funny. So for me, the whole concept of like going out and um, searching for a job is so bizarre to me. And it's, it's also like, cause I've never really had to do that. I went on a job interview once and it was only because the person hiring was um, curious that I had written some things that probably weren't appropriate on my resume that were like religious information and things that like nobody should write on their resume. Oh my God. Like, I'm really into this of this. And I just, you know, it was the nineties. I didn't really know. <laughs> so, you, didn't have the, you didn't have the law yeah, down path. I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't even know how to interview. I'd been on one interview. I worked as a Brita water girl once in university, uh, just after university as well. So I was a nanny and a Brita water girl at the same time. I had two jobs. Oh, and I, and I was starting a business at the same time because who wants to be bored? And so when I interviewed for Brita water filter company, they said, so why should we hire you? And this is the only interview I've ever had in my life. And my answer was because I'm so cute and they hired me. And that was the weirdest interview I've ever had. And I got hired and I hope nobody who hired me gets fired for ever hearing this, <laughs> but I worked for them and I sold water filters and I was very cute about it. So of course you were. I think for me is that I show up in my careers is the same way as I show up in my relationships. I just show up to nearly me like what I do about it. Well, Melissa, what's what I know you and I know that you are very um, confident in who you are. And when you are approaching anything with confidence, things are going to be attracted to you, right? But a lot of people, and you know, I did HR for 20 years. I've had so many people that I have interviewed. Oh my Lord, I could tell you stories that would just make your eyes roll. But I've had so many people that they are in these interviews and they are petrified. They are trying to fit a mold. They, they are clearly not present. They, they do not have the experience. And they, if you lack the experience, you need to either have the education or, the, or you've organic knowledge about what this job, what you can bring to that job, right? So I've had so many people that are petrified and they're trying to um, play it off like they can do it. And they, they just, they reek desperation. Mm -hmm. So how many people actually show up? We're in the online dating world. That's where we are today. Like, forget it. 99.9% of the places you're going to meet somebody is online dating, right? And how many of those people that are on online dating showing up, blowing smoke, right? They reeking desperation, right? Yeah. They reeking desperation. They're putting up pictures. I had a blind date once. Okay. This is going to be confession night of Christine's blind date. I I love when you confess. (laughs) So Catholic of you. (laughs) It's so Catholic of me. I had a blind date this one night. I went into this um, restaurant bar. Mm -hmm. And so I went up to the bar and it was a very well lit large location and I told the bartender you know I'm a smart woman and I'm like just so you know I have somebody coming it's a blind date and the guy's like oh okay which is a smart thing for every woman to do Mm -hmm. and so I'm sitting there and I see the person come in the door and I can 
and I'm air quoting, recognize this person from pictures, but he did not look like his pictures. Okay. Which happens all the time. And he comes up to me and it was just the weirdest encounter. And he's talking away, talking away. And I finally had the nerve to say, so when did you have your pictures taken? And I could smell alcohol on him. And he was just Hmm. trying to like, yeah, like, like I, he could, I could really smell alcohol in him. Anyways, he tiptoed around it. And finally I said to him, look, um, those are not your pictures. They're probably your sons. I'm out of here. And I laughed. <laughs> I laughed. Uh, they were not so him. Funny. They were not him. But, you know, lots of people do put up pictures of themselves many years prior. And right. they put up a lot of things that they like to do. They're trying to sell themselves. And people do that in jobs. You're trying to sell yourself don't do that in either of those things. When somebody comes to an interview and I'm interviewing somebody and they show up authentically, first of all, I can perceive it. You perceive the energy differently. And then when, when I'm having conversation with them and it's a conversation, mm-hmm. it, just like you and I are having, right? It's, it's not this I ask a question, they answer the question. I ask a question, they answer the question. I like, it's like, oh my God, this is so robotic, right? When you are being authentic in a job interview, you are going to rise right to the top of the, of the people. Okay. And honestly, the first interview that you have done in any job, I'll tell you right now is to only clarify that what you put in your resume was not a lie. That's the only reason that you're in that interview so with Britta I only ever had that one interview and that's all I said was because I'm so cute would you have hired me um I would have laughed so you would have pulled me in I would have said well what does cute have to do with the job and if you could sell me on that then it would have been a yes oh you know what they might have actually asked me that and I might I that's possible I just remember answering that question was like I really, there is no reason for you to hire me. You could hire anybody who could probably just figure out your product and go sell it. Like you don't have to hire me. Right. And I think maybe that's what it was like. I never really needed the job. So there's another, there's another really valid point. And I know we're coming up with a break soon, but that's another valid point. So you're not, don't come across desperate. Don't try to sell something you are not because you're going to be divorced. If you ever do marry, you're going to be divorced get over it. You know, there's a reason we have a three month probation and it's to see if you're legit. And and honestly, I've had people that I've had to fire at four months because they were able to hold it together for three months. It's painful to try to be something you are not. It is very, very painful, whether in a job or in a relationship. And if you are someone that has had a marriage and has had a couple of relationships in between, you are going to be able to pick up on when somebody's bullshitting. You're going to be able to pick up when they're trying too hard, and you're going to be able to pick up when they're desperate. So why waste your time and why waste the other person's time? Do your So why do people do that, guys out there who are doing that? Just think about what do this jobs um is it worth it i don't know maybe it is for you but that's something to think about so 
we're going to talk more about you know relationships and how they can be like careers and maybe treat them like careers approach them a little differently um, and I love what you were saying about this three months mark because I, I'm a big fan of like looking at things over and over again the same way that you might get reevaluated in um, as an employee you get through right. uh, employee evaluations so you know are you willing to reevaluate your relationship evaluate your relationship on a regular basis and we'll talk more about how to do that and what you can do and to evaluate things one quick thing if you're on facebook come on over and join us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com yeah forward slash chat room because we're we hope we teased you <laughs> enough to come over cool we'll see you over there after this commercial break you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, you guys are voyeurs into conversations that I have with my friends. And tonight, I'm having a conversation with my colleague, friend, uh, the CEO of Inspired Choices Network. And the person that, if you would like to have a show, is the person that you get in contact with. So if you love this episode and you're like, I would love to have conversations with my friends that everybody can see, you can absolutely come over to our network and join us and have some fun. Um, get your voice out there, get seen, get your information out to the world. Now more than ever, we need more people saying what's true for them and being able to feel free to say what's true for them. And this is an amazing platform to do that. So thank you, Christine, for creating this. Um, I've been here for seven years, so there's something to this, people, that actually is fun. Um, and it's actually, for me, like therapy, so I can, like, therapize myself on 
online and like do my thing and get my thoughts out kind of uninterrupted and have conversations that are I find productive and that I felt like this conversation we had actually started this conversation last week briefly and I was like now this would actually make a really good topic because people just don't approach relationships in this way and I think it's a really fun and cool way to approach relationships yes it may seem like a little proper I guess you could say like you're looking at some maybe boundaries and like guidelines like you're looking at some guidelines and and a lot of people need guidelines so one way to do it is to look at all the ways you've had guidelines that worked for you and there are guidelines that probably didn't work for you but if you know when guidelines work for you like we had in the chat wouldn't it be nice if we knew for for marriages that we could have a three-month probation Yes, there are a lot of things that actually have probationary periods that we don't even know about, like even your mortgage, you have like 72 hours to go back and say, no, um, I'm not going to sign this like we have probationary periods that are not discussed. So Yes. What if we could? What if we could discuss them and be like honest about that? Right. So, I love yeah. that when you said guidelines, because the, the thing that just popped into my mind and I've written many of them, I will never write them again, but I've written many is um, employee handbooks. Mm-hmm. So we write employee handbooks and in those employee handbooks, we talk about every aspect, right? It, 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 it honestly it gives such a huge picture into working in that organization. It lays out expectations. It lays out boundaries. It lays out how you're going to be supported. It lays out what they need from you. It lays out every possible thing that you can think of. And if they miss something, they're always updating and revising those handbooks so what if we actually had and maybe not written out but what if we had some kind of a relationship handbook where I would say to you okay let's say Melissa you and I are going to date by the way I do think you're cute so I would date you I would I would so if you and I were going to date I would say to you so Melissa what are you looking for and this is something that I that is generally asked when you are doing online dating, what are you looking for? And so, you know, you might say, well, I'm just looking for a friend, you know, I'm looking for someone to to play with in the world, have sex and just be friends. Okay. Um, That doesn't work for me. So thank you. And bye-bye. And, you know, if you said, well, I'm looking for someone that I can get to know and eventually it moves into a relationship, a long-term relationship. Okay, that might be a yes for me, because a lot of people say that, and sometimes it's a lie. That's where you need to have that probation, right? Or it might be, I am here to seriously find a long-term relationship, my last relationship. Okay, so are you telling me what I want to hear, or is that genuine? So again, you got to check that out. So when we get together, right, I would say, so Melissa, you said that you were looking for a long-term relationship. And then put up your spidey senses get out here. and it's like the, the answer is going to give you a lot of information. So, you know, the person might say, well, yeah, eventually after I get to know somebody yeah. and right, right away, I would be like, well, that's interesting because now you're talking about the third person. You're not talking about the first person and you're sitting with me. Mm-hmm. So that would be tell, a very telling um, sign. 
And, you know, I wouldn't cut somebody at the knees at that point, but I would be, I would be like paying very much attention to how they're doing that. Now, some people cannot have these vulnerable conversations. They cannot be upfront. They cannot actually share what's important to them because there's a very strong probability they haven't a clue. That's right. Right. So would it be fun for people to like write their own CV of relationships just to get clear on what they actually would like to have? I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. People think they are writing their CV when they're putting oh, down what they like and what they don't like and all this stuff. They think they're doing that. And then they have, you know, they maybe don't get very much attention. Uh, there's not much fishing coming their way. And so they have somebody look at their profile. And then that person puts down what they think it should be so that you'll get some attention. But that's not you showing up authentically as you. Now, maybe you're not a great writer and maybe you really suck at taking pictures and you need some support. But the whole energy of your profile needs to be genuinely you. And, And so when you're talking about writing a CV, you're talking about the things that you want and you don't want, right? what, what your bottom lines are, what you're, what you're willing to, what you're not willing to, right? All of that. Yeah, those sort of things. And I think too, like with, um, with CVs, when you do write a CV, you're writing about your experience, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. It's not necessarily to share that with the person, but it's more about a self evaluation so that you can know, okay, these are my experiences. I've had 27 relationships in nine hours. And how did that happen? (laughs) okay I'm tired. I'm tired I was speed dating and I thought every person was person I was going to marry now what is going on there that I had that well you make a really good point I love that I love that that idea that you write it out so that you get to know you and what's important to you and most people actually haven't done that inner work they mm-hmm. actually don't know you know Melita I you know this story but So I was in HR and I kind of really hit a really peak point in my career and the company started to shift. Like it was insane what was going on. It was like the ground was falling out from under me and I had a nervous breakdown and it was the best thing that ever was created truthfully, because what it did was I had to sit still and I had to really look at what am I going to do next? Because I wasn't just going to jump back into another HR job. I was burnt out. I was very dissatisfied. I had worked for years and years to cultivate to get myself to that spot on the ladder. And I'm like, I do not have the desire to beat myself up that much more ever again in a job. And so I was forced for six months to really keep looking at what is it that I wanted to do? What, what really would, would nurture me and, and provide for me and all these other things. And that was the best damn time that I had to sit still. And I had to look at that. And from that, well, here I am. And now I didn't go from that to this. Mm -hmm. It was a journey to get, you know, I started in my own business and then I started saying yes to things that lit me up. And that's what brought me to today. And I love what I do. I mean, I love what I do, even when it's crazy. I love it. And when 
we are forced to do this CV and look at those things, like you're saying, really look at those things that would be, you know, all of our experiences and the things that we learn and the things that still frustrate us and, and where we want to move and the type of individual we want to share our time with. And, you know, if you can imagine, you know, I want to spend the, it's easy to say, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. I actually want to be with someone that, and then put that in there, that makes me smile, even when they're miserable, that, you know, I want to wake up with them every morning for the next 50 years. I, I want to share a meal with them every day for the next 50 years. Like what, you know, we've got to look at these things because what are we doing to ourselves if we're not? We're pretty much investing our time and our lives into things that bring misery, right? So, and yeah. and a lot of times you just, you get stuck in that rut and then you go, oh, okay, so I'm miserable. Oh, well, if you were in a miserable job and lots of people are, they're just like, well, I can't leave because I need the money. And a lot of people will say, I can't leave the relationship because we share money or I can't do, like, we've created an awful lot of excuses to be miserable. So if you love your misery, go love it, make love to it, masturbate to your misery, enjoy it, like thoroughly, like really get in there. And when you're done with it, move on. Well, that's what's actually happened in the pandemic, right? There, there, people are leaving jobs faster than they've ever left them before. The turnover rate is insane. And marriages have ended very, very sharply um, since the pandemic, because people were like, we didn't have a lot of options, right? There wasn't a lot of, of places to go and things to do. And you were forced, and this is a good thing, people were forced to really face the truth of where they were. Now, people did that. And they actually said, that's it, I'm out, I'm done. And other people leaned in. And they created such a a communion with their partners, a communion with their their spouses in a way that has strengthened their relationship. And that's so beautiful. But the what happened in both situations, they were forced to be with what was right in front of them. Yeah. And those who chose to got clarity and chose something different that actually could have them have that joy and that fun and that exactly and it's um, one of those things where sometimes you need a coach to to walk you through some of these things like you know if you're to write a cv now maybe you haven't you know you've been in the same job for 10 years you've been in the same relationship for 10 years or five years or whatever you might not have actually sat down and evaluated for a while Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about like mothers who maybe, or parents, I should say single parents or parents who are stay-at-home parents and they, they're choosing to go back to a career after a number of years of not having one. And they're like, well, what are my skills? Like, what can I brag about? I worked in 1986 and I haven't worked since. Um, so, but there's always ways to look at like, what are your skills and how to bring them forward? And so even if you haven't been in a relationship since 1986, or you have been in the same one and then your partner passed away and you want to get back in the field, you might need somebody to contribute to you and and work with you on that CV for your relationship and definitely connect with Christina or I 
and you can do that. So you can find me through my website at melitzajelenik.com and you can find Christine at inspiredchoices.ca, right? Yes. 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 Cool. So we're going to head to our next commercial, guys. We have lots more conversation here about how to treat relationships like a career. And it just might be a little bit insightful. Just might be. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. Today we've been talking about relationships and how we could treat them like careers. Of relationship and career. Like first, you might want to know like what are some of your targets um, before getting involved into these things, adventures of life. Is your only target money, or is your target to have some joy too? It's, it's good to know what your targets are. Um, sometimes in relationship, if your only target is is I have to find the one, and and kudos to people who have that and they find it and all of that, and, and I think that's great. Um, a lot of times though. 
we don't even know what that means. What does the one look like, feel like, smell like to you? Like your body can recognize the one if you actually know know yourself. These things. So that's we've been talking about some ways to evaluate, talking about some fun ways that you can look at some career tools like creating a CV and doing some things like employee evaluation, relationship evaluation. You can do all of these things in your relationship and it can really enhance a relationship. So Christine, I wanna talk about the evaluation side a little bit more um, in terms of like, you know, a standard thing at, in a career you were saying is like a three month evaluation and then sometimes it's like every three months. Yeah. So in a career, what are some of the things that, cause I've never had a review in my life. <laughs> so I don't even know what that again I've had really bizarre life experience with careers and with relationships so what are some of the things that an employee evaluates in in careers that we can look at um, and translate into relationships wow this is awesome because uh, I've never looked at it from this perspective so most most reviews when people get a review or an evaluation um, the old way of doing it, it's like top down where the employer or the boss says, hey, Melita, these are all the things that you did not do right this year. These are all the things that you need to improve on. And um, yeah, thanks for doing that one thing. And um, yeah, uh, you're not getting a raise. Okay. Okay. So it's very, it's very autocratic. It's very telling you what's right and wrong. And you just sit there and you take it right. And you don't make any choices. You maybe walk away. You're angry, but you don't use your voice. Right. And mm -hmm. so when you don't use your voice, um, it's not a conversation. It's certainly not a way that the employer can learn about you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Most employers and most bosses do not know more than 50% of what an employee actually does because they meet with you in the beginning and they charm you just like in a relationship and they say, okay, well, we really want this, this, and this. And you're like, okay. And you go away and you're, you, you do these things for three months and then the job starts to change and evolve and it goes into lots of different directions. And so um, year, when I was in HR, I developed a, um, an evaluation process where both parties, both the, the employee and the, the boss, the employer, actually went through and answered the exact same questions and came to the table and they shared each, like, what will, you know, what did you accomplish that was great this year, right? And so the employer would put down maybe one or two things and the employee would list like a lot of things. And I would encourage them to like, don't hold back. Now is your time. You need to step up, right? And so then the employer, you know, there might be another, where can I improve? And the employer would say, well, you know, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And I've seen this in so many reviews where the employee would say, well, that occurred, but this is how I responded. And these are the things that I did instead. And so what ended up happening most times was that the employer, let's say the employer gave the person a three out of five. Let's just for our, you know, make this simple. And the employee did a four out of five. Most times the employer moved from a three to a 3.5 or a four out of five in the evaluation process because they really didn't fully know what was going on, 
Okay. Now let's take that over to a relationship, right? First and foremost, we don't do evaluations of our relationships. We, you know, when we do an evaluation, we do it, <laughs> we do it in the, in the autopsy once the relationship's over. That's when we evaluate. Right. Yeah, that is absolutely true. People tend to not evaluate through the process, looking at things. And there's a lot of denial through, through relationship. Like, no, this saying or something's not working is like the curse that's going to destroy whatever is happening. Right. Or it's so, whatever that is that has us not actually. Um, confess to ourselves you don't need the, the confessor to go to but confess to yourself like this doesn't work for me right if, so if this was a career I would not keep using to show up in the morning maybe that's the way we need to be using looking at some of these things it most people do not mm -hmm. evaluate relationship they look at what they want and they they kind of sometimes they settle or they you know they've got they've got blinkers on that's what a blinders on the side of a horse are they're called blinkers they've yeah. got these blinkers on and they're seeing what they want to see and they're not honestly looking at all the parts of the relationship mm -hmm. because they don't want to know they don't want to know but if you were willing to really evaluate and you were willing to sit down over a glass of wine and you were really willing to say, so how, how are you feeling about our relationship? How are you feeling about our interaction? You know, we may not have to get to the point that we have to go to a counselor or we have to do go to therapy or we have to go to divorce, right? We may actually get to that space where we say, well, you know what, Melita, I'm glad you asked because I haven't been feeling very loved lately, or I haven't been feeling like you're making me a priority, or, you know, I feel like we're seeing each other too often. I think I need some time with my girlfriends. Like, you know, it's, it's that, oh, I didn't realize that. And then I could say, well, you know, maybe that's bad on me. Maybe I need to tell you more often. And it's just a place of sharing and a place to support because you both want to continue moving in a healthy, happy direction, right? And, and when we're yeah. willing to have these upfront conversations, I mean, I've had upfront conversations before I've ever had sex with somebody. I've had upfront conversations about what works for me and what does not. I want to be clear with somebody. Absolutely. I I don't want to disappoint my lover. I don't want to be angered by my lover and vice versa. I want it to be something where we go in, we're adults. For God's sakes, if you can have sex, you can have the conversation. <laughs> Please, you know, have these conversations. Say that again. You're cutting out. You're cutting out just a little bit, Melissa. So, okay. So, what I was saying is, if you are adult and you can have these conversations, you can also have the conversations about sex. So, I think what I'd like to evaluation some of the categories to evaluate. So, you know, we could say, you know, every three months evaluate your relationship, but just like there are categories at work, like have you showed up on time? Have you um, performed your tasks that are, you know, to the sort of thing? Or have you been efficient with your work? Have you been innovating? 
one of those in relation to relationships uh, when we come back from this next commercial. I think it's going to be an interesting approach because, you know, we can break it down a little bit more so that when people go to to do their three months or six year evaluation, um, I have regarding strategies as you know people have exit strategies for work but we tend to not have exit strategies in relationship it tends to just be over and then there's a lot of unresolved stuff that happens so if we can tap into a little bit of that tonight that would be great otherwise we can have that conversation another day because i do feel that there's so much value at looking at relationships from the perspective of it being like a career you're okay. in it and you're in it daily, probably, so on some level. So let's look at that after break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. You are listening to us here on the Inspired Choices Network, and we are talking today about evaluating um, relationships in a way that is similar to careers. So we're looking at relationships and how we could look at them in terms of, of the way that we maybe approach careers in terms of you go out to get a career, you go out to get a relationship, maybe have a CV and look at some of the things that you're going to bring to the table, some of your skills, some of your expertise, some of your places that you know that you need improvement, and also looking at your history and how things have gone historically in relationship. Did you have those 27 relationships in nine minutes and think you were marrying every single one of them? Um, when you do have that, you know, that may be something that would be helpful to have some, some either counseling over or coaching over just to get clear on like what is going on there that would bring that up. Mm -hmm. So um, Christine McIver is not only the CEO of Inspired Choices Network, she also um, has in her life had a lot of experience in HR. So I felt like this would be a really fun conversation to have with an expert in HR uh, to look at how our relationships could be treated more like a hiring process and an evaluation process that we have during our careers. So, uh, Christine, yes. when you look at some of the ideas of like what would we evaluate, what are some things that come up for you in terms of like 
when you're going through the evaluation on the three month or six months period, what are some things you would want to bring up with your lover to evaluate? Well, I mean, you know, what, la, 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 la. Um, that's, I, that's totally me. Um, you know, first of all, um, how, how you interact, how you communicate. That's, I think that's a really, really big one for women, most especially. Um, they want to know that they're being heard and they want to know that. And I think everyone should want to know that for sure. Um, also that they feel like, you know, do you feel like there's a connection? Is this enough of a connection that you can see that this is possibly a long-term, you know, a forever relationship for you? And really saying that, first of all, to yourself and then to this other person, right? That's an important conversation because if your target is to have a lovely time with this individual and then it'll maybe last or it maybe won't, they need to know that. <laughs> and 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 vice versa right you need to be clear with yourself and then clear with them so are you enjoying the relationship what's the communication level like for you do you want more do you want less um maybe of course evaluate your sex life your sex life is an important aspect of a relationship and if you're happy with your experience of your sex life then that's great Maybe you desire more. Are you willing to be vulnerable enough to have that conversation? Maybe you desire less, right? Are you willing to actually have your own back in relationships and speak to this piece, right? What about where you are at in your home, where you're at financially, how you interact when you're with family members, you know, what your targets are in your life, what your dreams are? Are you happy with where they are? moving towards and where you're moving towards. These are these are things that are really, really important. You know, about another big thing is how much time you spend together. How much time do you spend together? Some people feel like they're being suffocated. Other people feel like they have to beg for the attention, right? Okay, so if you're in either camp, is this the relationship you wanna be in for the next 50 years? And if it's not, then you need to speak up or walk out the door. But if you're already in a relationship, for the goodness sakes, to honor what was once an important relationship, please become vulnerable and have those conversations. You may not ever know what was possible if you don't. If you're not willing to get vulnerable with someone, you are missing out on something that could be so absolutely magical. Yes, it's hard. I've had conversations where I cried all the way through it. I was so nervous. I was so anxious. I've had conversations with bosses where I've cried all the way through it too, because I was so afraid of what they might say on the other side of it. But you know what? Do you know why I do it? And I, I know you know why I do it. Why don't you tell everybody, why do you do it, Christine? Because I have my own back. No matter what it takes, yeah. I'm going to have what I desire. And even if it means crying, even if it means losing my shit, even if it means looking foolish, I would rather look foolish to you but have my own back than to try to please you and impress you. Uh, I put up a post this week and it said, I'm not applying for your approval. It came out of something. Somebody sent a message uh -huh. to me 
And it jumped out of me. And it's like, I'm not applying for your approval. I'm not applying for your approval in relationship. I'm not applying for your approval in my career. I'm showing up and I'm being me and I'm having joy with who I am and what I do and the relationships like that I have both intimate relationships, relationships with colleagues, with friends, with family members, I show up. I show up when I'm upset. I tell you when I'm happy. I tell you when I need more. I tell you, how do you know? I don't expect you to be a mind reader. I know Melissa's a psychic and I know that she know, oftentimes knows, but I'm still going to tell her. I'm still going to tell her. And I tell her because I have my own back. 100%. So I think if we looked at these relationships, um, even if you evaluate them every three months or six months for the rest of your relationship, however long that happens to be, whether it is only three months or if it's 50 years, this will actually give you the confidence that if you know something is starting to go a little sour, it's not a secret that you're keeping to yourself. There's a conversation being had. Um, and if, if you have actually been able to uh, create some change in there, then you might not have that breakup. But if it is going sour, you'll know it. You won't be surprised. It won't come out to you as, as like a shock at the end. And this is true in, in careers, I think, too, when the evaluations are coming through and you're getting reviews that are saying, hey, you're not performing. Then when you're fired, it's not a shock. Exactly. And I think we could be kinder with each other by just choosing that. And if it's the first time you've ever done an evaluation of your relationship and you've been in one for 30 years, just do it. See what happens. What have you got to lose? contact a thought so I want to thank you Christine for being on tonight because it's been a joy and it's been such a fast chat and we didn't even like tell everybody what we do but go find Christine and actually get a show with us why not you can have conversations like this thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. the pleasure zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central 6 p.m. Mountain and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.